0: Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day Saints. Today is Saturday, July the 16th of the year 2022, and I am the host, the founder and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, Dr. Kamala D. Now, I have been playing some excerpts of an epic series taught by the late and great Dr. Frederick Casey Price. Uh, he started back in 1997. It's about race, religion, and racism, and right now he is on the religion section and he is dealing with or speaking to uh, the book, a book written by Elijah Muhammad, who is the fountainhead of the religion, the nation of Islam. It's uh uh consists of black Muslims. That's it, black Muslims. He actually created a sect from uh, the true religion, Islam. When I say true religion, uh, I'm talking about. The original religion, Islam, which was created by, I forgot his first name, hallah Muhammad, it was a white man, uh, 1400 years ago. And then along came Elijah Muhammad back in the 1960s in Chicago. He claimed to have met a black man named uh, Farad Mohammed, W Farad Mohammed, the W stands for Wallace back in 1930, who claimed to be God, who said he was the Messiah and told him to write a message to the black man and made uh, Islam all black. Now (laughs) I, I, I know it's funny, but they have a lot of false religions out here. Saints. They really do. And what made this series, Epic is that Fred price touched on something was ta- that, which, uh, was taboo because, uh, our government says not God, the government says that man can choose his own religion. And guess what? Yes, they can, but that doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean that your religion is true, that your religion is real and that you are not worshiping an idol God. That that's not what that means. It's just that man says that you have freedom of religion. Okay, that's fine. But you have to suffer the consequences of what you believe in the end. But anyway, with that said, uh, Fred Price, I mean, he went all out. This was worldwide. He got the attention of everyone. He received all kinds of supportive letters, all kinds of hate letters, he received death threats and he definitely wasn't worried about that. He said, If you're going to quote from this Bible, that's my territory and I'm going to prove you wrong. And by God, did he. He was an excellent teacher of this word and his son is just as good or better. Dr. Fred Price Jr. is now the uh, pastor of Crenshaw Christian Center and he has taken over Crenshaw Christian Center. He is the pastor. And of ever-increasing faith ministries, which is their television ministry. Uh, Dr. Price is an excellent teacher by God. He is his father's son. And uh, you can't scare him either. He has been tried by uh, many people and put them to shame in this word. But my reason for playing this is that I want you guys to understand that it's all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. You cannot get to God without going through Jesus. That's my only purpose because I'm going to play a lot of stuff for you guys before uh, my little mini series is over because Fred Price taught this series, this epic series. I have to keep saying it was epic for almost two years, for almost two years straight. He, I think it lasted 19 months. And um, you guys uh, who are listening to this for the first time, you know, you, you, you will have your eyes open and it's up to you what you choose to believe. You have to accept the consequences that come along with what you believe. So, and that's all Fred Price was doing, giving you an option to hear facts and then make your choice. You know, at least you are choosing to uh, follow a certain religion based on, based on truth. And even if you find it not to be true and you still want to follow it, that's on you. Now, remember, this is not in order. I am choosing excerpts. Um, Some of the previous messages I've been airing, um, some of them are in order, but I've been skipping because it is so repetitive. One thing I notice about uh, Dr. Price, he is very repetitive. And a lot of these messages are uh, filled with repetitions, and it was annoying to me, and I didn't want it to be annoying to you. So with that said, uh, saints, sit back and listen to Bible truth.:
1: And uh, primarily, uh, and again, remember this is nothing is personal here, so don't take anything that I say personally as it is as though it's an attack on you as an individual person, unless I mention your name or point to you. If I don't do that, then I'm talking in general, and you don't need to be concerned unless you're guilty. Amen? But it is the white aspect or the white segment of the church that has created the aura of this is the white man's religion. It wasn't the black folk that created that. As a result of that, there have been a lot of blacks, especially young black men, who have become very disenchanted with Christianity as they have observed over the years, this hypocrisy and racism. And so consequently, uh, a lot of them are being wooed And seduced as it were by the overtures of Islam because Islam appears to be a religion that is concerned with the black man and therefore that I'll find a place where I can be accepted where I will feel welcome this is what uh, some are saying and uh, a part of the allure that Islam is using is that they're in a way attempting to make us believe that Allah, the God of Islam, and Jehovah, the God of the Christian, is really the same God, that we really serve the same God, and so it doesn't really matter whether you go to church or whether you embrace Jesus Christ, you might as well come on over here and embrace uh, Muhammad and be a part of Islam because uh, we we have your concern, uh, we're the same color, and so you should feel very welcome here. Well, see, that is not true As I have been saying, Allah and Jehovah, I don't think they know each other. Because if Allah and God, Jehovah God that the Christians serve, is the same God, then as I have repeatedly stated, they will have to say the same thing about the same issues. And if Allah inspired Muhammad to write the Quran, which is the holy book of the Muslims, and jehovah inspired the bible to be written and jehovah and allah are really the same god one in the same under a different name then both the quran and the bible will have to say the same thing about the same subjects or else there's confusion somewhere and it's very interesting that that nowhere in the bible does the bible ever quote from the quran but the Quran generously quotes from the Bible. So that ought to tell you something. Now, we're studying right now from a book entitled Message to the Black Man in America, copyright 1965, by Elijah Muhammad. And the reason that I'm doing it is because this book represents one of the foundation stones or pillars in the nation of Islam or the black Muslim religion, okay? Now, that's fine, but some of the things that are stated in there, black people need to know it. If you're, if you're dis, dis, disenchanted with Christianity, I can, I can easily understand why you would be. But you don't throw out the baby with the dirty bathwater. You just run the dirty bathwater out, run some clean bathwater in, and keep the baby. Don't throw them both away. Just get rid of the dirty water. But don't dump baby in and, and the water. Are you following me? And so, as I pointed out, there's nothing wrong with Christianity. It's the, so-called, it's the so-called followers of Christ that are the problem, not Christ. Don't throw Jesus away because of some supposed person who claimed to know Jesus and act like they don't know themselves. That's obvious they don't know Jesus if they don't act in character like Christ. Well, don't dump Jesus out. Just fix what's wrong in the church. I'm about fixing it because we've got the very best thing going. We just need to fix it, clean it up, and make it what it ought to be. But don't just run away from it and dump it. But if you decide to go, that's your choice. But you need to know these facts. So that when you make your decision, you'll make it with accurate knowledge. So, from the book entitled, Message to the Black Man in America, copyright 1965 by Elijah Muhammad, we're going to quote from some things. That are said there because again Elijah Muhammad was supposedly the messenger or prophet of Allah so he speaks on behalf of Allah the God of Islam who is supposed to be Jehovah God the same God that the Christians worship well fine that's good but if he is then he's gonna say the same thing and the Bible will always support what he says and what he says will always be in line with the Bible if not you got a problem you need to make a decision Before you make a commitment for life and follow this, all right? Now, uh, under the heading, let me see, on page 163 and 164, Mr. Muhammad makes the following statement. Now, let me say this again, too, because I know we have Muslim spies in here now spying me out. And trying to go go back to refute it, and then we have other Muslims that watch the program and, and they might be at this point they'll be you know concerned thinking I'm attacking. I'm not attacking you what I'm actually really what I'm doing, I'm really your best friend. Here's why. Here's why I say that. Because what I'm doing is I'm showing you up to be the right way. If in fact you're the right way. If you're the real diamond, we ought to be able to examine it and notice is a real stuff and not glass. Come on now, if this is really gold, we want to find Is this the real stuff or do I have fool's gold? Isn't that reasonable? So really what I'm doing is I'm bringing out in the open the thing that you claim you believe so that we can examine it and find out that you got the right stuff. If in fact you got the right stuff, it ought to bear examination. You shouldn't be afraid, it's not an attack. I don't need to attack you. Who do you think you are anyway that I need to waste my time on public television attacking you? You ain't done nothing for me, ain't given nothing to me. I don't need to waste time attacking you. Beside that, I have no bone to pick with you anyway. You've never done anything to me. So why would I attack you? I mean, we got all 25 years we got up here without saying a word about you up to this time. Why would we need to say anything about you now to carry on? We got, we've been 25 years I've been on television 20 years and never said a word about Islam. I made it all that time. All of a sudden, now I got to say something about you to validate what I've been doing for 25 years? I don't think so. You know, so use your head. or something else besides hanging a wig on didn't call no name. All right, on page 163 164, Mr. Muhammad makes the following statement under the heading, quote, program and position, colon, what do the Muslims want? Question mark, semicolon. Under number 12, what do the Muslims want? And there's one, two, three, four, five, up to 12. Here's the 12th one. I picked these out because they, 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 they're, they're very important. And if you're going to make a decision to make a move from Christianity to Islam or whatever you're going to do, you ought to know this before you make your move. We believe, quote, we believe that Allah, God, in parenthesis, appeared in the person of Master W. Farad Mohammed, July 1930, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians and the Mahdi of the Muslims, end of quote. Mahdi is M-A-H-D-I. That's Arabic for Messiah, okay? Now listen to this again. We believe that Allah, God appeared in the person of Master W. Farad Mohammed, July, 1930, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians. <laughs> And the Mahdi of the Muslims end of quote black man white man did you know that the Messiah came in 1930 now see here's the point mr. Muhammad who claimed to be the messenger of Allah prophet of Allah if he had said appeared in the person of Master W. Farad Muhammad, July 1930, the long-awaited Messiah, period, that'd be one thing. But you see, he put his business in the street when he said, the Messiah of the Christians. Because the Messiah of the Christians, the Christian Messiah, comes out of the Christian's Bible. Now, Mr. Muhammad, in this particular reference, didn't give any Scriptural verses or references, but I'd be going to give you a reference because here's all I'm saying. If, if Muhammad, listen, brother, sister, if Allah is God, I'm going with Allah. I ain't going to be left on, the, in, on the, at the train station as the train pulls out. I ain't going to be looking through the big glass plate, when, plate glass window at the airport while the plane is taking off. I'm going to be on the plane. Somebody's plane somewhere, somehow. I want to know the right way. Okay? And if Allah is God, I'm hanging with Allah. But up till now, I have some questions that need to be resolved. Because we're talking here about making a life commitment, and I only have one life to live. Turn your Bible to John chapter 4. Now watch this. Mr. Muhammad, speaking on behalf of Allah, who is really Jehovah in disguise, (laughs) said that the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians appeared in the person of Master W. Farad Mohammed, July 1930. Fine. Great. I'm glad somebody gave us some definite dates. Now, all I'm saying is if that's true, then it ought to be in the Bible somewhere or there shouldn't be anything in the Bible that would contradict the 1930 appearance of the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians. Is that reasonable? That's all I'm dealing with. That's all I'm dealing with. I'm not attacking anybody. I just want to find out. If that's true, fine. It ought to be supportable by the Bible. And if Allah and God are truly really one in the same under a different name, then they can't one can't say north and one say south about the same subject matter. They both gotta be going north, or they both have to be going south, or somebody is somebody's the false one. Now, I'm not gonna say, I'm just gonna let the Bible talk to you. All right, I just quoted, I quoted it. I wasn't just something that wasn't a paraphrase, that was a direct quote. Did I tell you John chapter what? John chapter four. So Mr. Muhammad said that the long-awaited messiah of the christians yeah that that he 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 fixed it when he said of the christian because the christians go by the bible okay now he said the long-awaited messiah and he said he appeared in the person of master w wallace Farad Mohammed, 1930 <laughs> and
0: people believe
1: that so the messiah came in 1930 if messiah came in 1930 Then Messiah can't come in 1931 and and he can't come in 1940 and and he can't come in 1950 and he can't come in the year 2000 because he already came in 1930 all right let's let let me let let's see what the Bible be saying about this now this be the story of Jesus going to Samaria And he had a conversation with the woman at Jacob's well. And, um, well, let's look at verse 21. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Muslims, I mean of the Jews. But the hour is coming... And now is when the true worshippers all... Oh, 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 you don't ever use true unless to distinguish from false. So if there are some true worshipers, there must be some false worshippers, or you wouldn't have to say true worshippers. All you'd have to say is worshippers. All right, verse verse number 23. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Now remember now, Messiah came in the person of Wallace Farad Mohammed, 1930. No problem. I'm not knocking that. I'm not attacking it. We just want to verify it. That's all validated. All right. Watch this now. Verse 23. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Now, now, thank you. I appreciate that. I got a problem here. Now, the prophet of Allah said that the long awaited Messiah of the Christians appeared in the person of Wallace Farad Muhammad in nineteen thirty. <laughs> the woman said, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus not Wallace Farrar Muhammad but Jesus said to her I who speak to you am he now do I have to draw you a schematic diagram for you to get this Do I have to take an instant Polaroid picture of this to get there? Jesus said, I am he. Now, we got a problem here. Jesus said he's a Messiah. And Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad, said that W. Farad Muhammad came, that he was the Messiah. Whose report will you believe? Jesus.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hey, there's a discrepancy here. Great, big, giant, humongous dinosaur size. Jurassic Park size. Lost World size. I got a problem with this. Jesus said, "I Now let me read that again. The woman said to him, "I know the Messiah is coming." See, now 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 Mr. Muhammad is right when he said the long awaited Messiah of the Christians we have been waiting. We've been waiting. But Elijah Muhammad, speaking on behalf of Allah, said that he appeared in the person of Wallace Farrar Muhammad in 1930. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. Not call Farrar Muhammad. That's right. Call Christ. When he comes, when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I, who speak to you, am he. In my best English, he be the one. So I got a problem with this one. All right, on page 204, Mr. Muhammad makes this statement under the heading, and I quote, economic program, colon, separation, exclamation mark. Independence, exclamation mark. It is far more important to teach separation of the blacks and whites in America than prayer. (laughs) Uh, you, You didn't get that. On page 204, Mr. Muhammad makes this statement under the heading, and I quote, economic program, colon, separation, exclamation mark, independence, exclamation mark, and then colon. It is far more important to teach separation of the blacks and whites in America than prayer. Teach and train the blacks to do something for self in the way of uniting and seeking a home on this earth that they can call their own. There is no such thing as living in peace with white Americans. End of quote. That's black man, white man. Did you know that? I think not. That's pretty strong language. Listen to this. He says... It is far more important to teach separation of the blacks and whites. To teach separation of blacks and whites. No, no, nah, nah, yeah, no, now, no. That reminds me of a verse in the Bible. Oh, my. I'll tell you where it is after I read it. Uh. Now, he's speaking on behalf of Allah. Separation. He says, it is far more important to teach separation of the blacks and whites. In America than to teach prayer now I plead with you brother by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing
0: now since he didn't mention it he's quoting from the Bible dr. price is quoting from the Bible to dispute what Elijah Muhammad wrote in message to the black man in America
1: and that there be no divisions among you that's what the Bible but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judge. But Mr. Muhammad says we should teach separation of blacks and whites. <laughs> you don't see a problem with that. You don't see a problem with that? That's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Well, fine, if you don't have a problem with that, no problem. Now, he goes on to say, teach and train the blacks to do something for self. Now, see, see that's how they get you. I agree with that. But you can do that as a Christian. Huh? Oh, you can do that as a Christian. Do something for self in the way of uniting. We need to do that. We we need to be united. I agree with that. And seeking a home on this earth that can that they can call their own. I am home. How? I, I, this is my home. I was born in America, and not on the Fourth of July. This is my home. My ancestors worked, toiled, and tilled the soil and developed the soil of this land for 246 years and never got a payday. I have a right to be here. Just as much right as any European white person has a right to be here. Because you weren't born here originally. You came from Europe, came over here and stole the land from the Native Americans. So I got just as much right to be here as you have. I don't need. I don't need. We don't need to go somewhere and have no. No, we. I'm home. This is home. America is my home. I was born right here. My father was born here. My father's father was born here. My father's father's father was born here. My father's 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 fathers were born here all the way back to 1690. Don't tell me that this is not my home. I ain't never lived nowhere else. I have visited Africa, but I am not from Africa. I'm from America. I have some distant relatives that are from Africa, but I be from the United States. I was born here. This is my home. I ain't going nowhere. Talk to me. We ain't going nowhere. (laughs) All right, watch this now. This is is terrible. There is no such thing as living in peace with white Americans. That don't sound like love to me. All right, on page 210, 210, 210, Mr. Muhammad makes this statement under the heading, quote, the the persecution of the righteous, colon. We seek truth and justice. Semicolon. And so that's why it's just and it's justice demonstrated to teach separation of blacks and whites. That's justice. You don't see anything wrong with that, huh? Okay. Moving right along. Quote, the persecution of the righteous, colon. We see truth and justice, semicolon. In the past, we have been taught that God and the devil were something other than human, while the truth from Almighty God. Allah, who is now among us in person, makes it clear that these two characters are human beings. End of quote. Black man, white man, did you know that? God and the devil are human beings. Now, Turn to John chapter 4. Again now, here we have an opportunity to validate Mr. Muhammad. I'm not attacking him. I do not know the man personally. He never did a thing in the world to me. I have no reason to attack the man. But I've lived here on planet Earth and in this society long enough to know that I have run into a whole lot of people over the years that told me they were somebody and come to find out they were not who they said they were. So I, just because somebody says there's something, that doesn't mean that doesn't make them who they say they are, huh? So just because somebody says there's something, that what? What? That don't mean squat. So if you say you are somebody, then you should have some sort of credentials, and the thing that you say ought to come to pass, and they ought to be in line with something that we can validate and prove. Otherwise, how do we know who you are? Sir, I don't know you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. Don't put the camera on the man. I want you to say this. I want you to say, "I am the president of Nigeria." I am the president of Nigeria. That doesn't make him the president of Nigeria, does it? <laughs> See what? I, but he just said it. Anybody? I mean, anybody can say something. Are you following what I'm saying? So just because he said he's a prophet of Allah doesn't make him the prophet of Allah. What makes him the prophet of Allah is his works. His teachings and the things that he says that can be validated by the holy books. Okay? The one that came out and said he was the so-and-so. I didn't say what he did. So he's got to prove that he is. Okay? Quote, The persecution of the righteous, we seek truth and justice. In the past, we have been taught that God and the devil were something other than human. Pick up on this now. While the truth from Almighty God, Allah, who is now among us in person makes it clear that these two characters. Now wait a minute. Who are the characters we be talking about here? Uh, God and the devil. God and the devil. God and the devil. I didn't say it, Mr. Muhammad did. God and the devil. Okay. well the truth from Almighty God, Allah. Ooh. The truth from Almighty God, Allah, who is now among us in person, makes it clear. Say clear. That these two characters are human beings. End of quote. All right. Go to John chapter 4. That's just mathematics. You know, 7 times 5 is 99. You know, just plain, simple multiplication. Okay, John chapter (laughs) 4. John chapter 4, again, verse 21. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, meaning it originated with them. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit. The New King James says God is spirit. The traditional King James said God is a spirit. Now watch it. Oh, let me go back to this, boy. You, you Muslim, you black folk, that are trying to think about making a change. All I want you to do just be be sure you checking this out before you make a change. You're making a commitment for life now. Listen to this now. While the truth from Almighty God Allah, the truth from Almighty God Allah makes it clear that these two characters, that's God and the devil, are human beings. Jesus said, God is a spirit. Now, now, now watch this. Here's a way you can, you can, you can prove it. This is not an attack. This is just simply to prove. Now watch this now. If Mr. Muhammad can trace his personal origin all the way back to the beginning with Allah, then I will be willing to consider what he has to say. But in all of my research, I have not found him being able to do that. But now Jesus, we just read where Jesus said, God is a spirit. Now... How can Jesus make such an audacious statement without giving us validatable proof that he has the right to say what God is and what God ain't? Just to use my best English. What God ain't. Now, third Now, if you look that word up in the original Greek language from which the English Bibles are translated, you'll find that that word is L-O-G-O-S. Logos, and Logos is the manifested word or the Son of God that we have come to traditionally know as Jesus Christ. This was was Jesus before he came and took upon himself human flesh through Mary, the Virgin Mary, if you remember that. So it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God I just want to stop right there now it doesn't even tell us when the beginning was so that so that means then that this beginning he's talking about is the beginning 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 of whatever the beginning or whenever the beginning or wherever the beginning this was it at the beginning meaning the starting of all this stuff whatever said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God now I for me again this you know it's personal now, this is personal. You've got to make a choice. Personally, it's a little easier for me to believe somebody who was with the person in the beginning should have a little inside track on who the person was that they were with in the beginning than somebody that came along 1930 some years later. <laughs> now, that just seems reasonable to me. How about you? Okay? I mean, that just seems reasonable to me. Jesus, the Bible says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So, with means alongside of. There also. Right? There also. And Jesus, we just read it in John 4, 24. Jesus said, God is a spirit. Now, if he was with God in the beginning, it seems logical that if he was with him in the beginning, he probably knows who he is. And who he ain't. What he is and what he ain't. Now, Mr. Muhammad came along nineteen hundred thirty some years later, and he's telling us that it's clear that these two characters, God and the devil, are human being and Jesus said God is a spirit. Now, whose report will you believe? Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. Because this is important. Because, see, Mr. Muhammad makes a statement here that's, th- this is, uh, well, not only an awesome statement, but it's very, um what's the word I want to use? I-, I know. Dogmatic. Dogmatic means set in concrete. (laughs) He makes this, this is dogmatic. He says, while the truth from Almighty God, Allah, who is now among us in person, makes it clear that these two characters are human beings. So if Allah and Jehovah are the same God, brother, they got their wires crossed. It appears to me. All right, Matthew chapter twenty-five, and we'll look at oh my lord, Matthew chapter twenty-five, and um, well, let's let's see, let's start at verse thirty-one. Now, this is Jesus speaking. He says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him. Now, I I have a question. Uh, No, I have a question. He said, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him. Now, 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 now. Who be the angels? Does anybody know what are angels? Okay, I tell you what. Let's don't leave it to anybody's imagination. Let's turn, keep your finger right there. We're going to come right back. But let's go because this is important. Go back to, go to Hebrews chapter 1. Book of Hebrews chapter 1. All right, Hebrews chapter 1. Uh... Verse 10. We want to find out. See, we want to find out who the angels are. Because we're going to read some verses there in Matthew that's going to tell us something about what Mr. Muhammad said when he said, That is clear. Clear. C L E E R. Clear. <laughs> it's clear that God and the devil are human beings. as Mr. Muhammad said, and then Mr. Muhammad validated by saying that Allah, the almighty God, Allah, says that they are human beings. Now, 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 Hebrews chapter 1 verse 10, and the Lord in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be chained. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the, what? Angels. Watch it now. Angels. Has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering human beings? Spirits. Sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. Now, verse thirteen mentions angels, verse 14 tells you what they are, they're spirits. Okay? Can you see that? Now go back to the twenty-five chapter of Matthew. Keep that in mind now. We just read it. You just read it. The Bible said that Fred didn't, the Bible said that angels are spirits, ministering spirits, not human beings, but spirits. Now, now follow this now. Uh, Verse 31, Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory, and the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them from one another... we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you and the king will answer and say to them assuredly I say to you inasmuch much as you did it to the one of the least of these my brethren you did it to me then he will also say to those on the left hand depart from me you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels so if the devil has some angel, then the angels and the devil must be of the same gen And so if the angels are spirit, then the devil is a spirit. But Mr. Muhammad said the devil is a human being.
0: He used human beings, but he's not human.
1: Now, whose report? Well, you believe. Now, I don't know. Maybe I can't read. But it seems to me that there is a discrepancy here. I'll leave it to you. On page 219, Mr. Muhammad makes another astounding statement under the heading
0: Elijah.
1: I quote, the persecution of the righteous, colon, the right of self defense, sinicolon. I, oh Jesus.
0: Now, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if um, Fred Price knew this back then. He may have, he just didn't say it. Elijah. Uh, Mohammed' real name is Elijah Poole. He changed his last name to Muhammad. He wasn't born with that name in, in, out of Chicago. But he is an immigrant. His name is Elijah Poole. Okay, now let's resume.
1: To close my case and submit it to the jury for a final verdict. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but... We're talking, I don't know about you, I'm talking about something I've committed my life to. People down through the years make some very bad decisions. People that I've personally known, a lot of them are dead now. They made some decisions and it cost them something. This is hard to read. Listen to this. Page 219, Mr. Muhammad makes another astounding statement under the heading, I quote, the persecution of the righteous colon the right of self-defense semicolon I have no alternative than to tell you that there is not any life beyond the grave (laughs) there is no justice in the sweet by and by immortality is now here we are the blessed of God and we must exert every means to protect ourselves. End of quote. That's heavy stuff. I think I should read that again. Mr. Muhammad makes another astounding statement under the heading. I quote, The persecution of the righteous, colon, The right of self-defense, Semicolon. I have no alternative than to tell you that there is not any life beyond the grave. There is no justice in the sweet by and by.
0: So, saints. So, what Elijah Muhammad or Elijah Poole uh, was teaching all those black people in the nation of Islam, and Louis Farrakhan is continuing his teachings, is when your life ends on earth, that's it, and you wonder why. He, he, he wrote whatever he wanted to. He slept with teenage girls. He was an adulteress. He was a murderer. This man was horrible. And you wonder why. He don't believe there's a heaven to go to or hell. You just cease living. And, and that's what he was teaching. So uh, let's resume.
1: Immortality is now here. We are the blessed of God. And we must exert every means to protect ourselves End of quote. Black man, white man, did you know that? I think not. Muslims may believe this, but the Bible tells me different. For instance, let's go to Luke chapter 16. Now listen this is enough this is an awesome statement he says I have no alternative than to tell you that there is not any life beyond the grave <clears throat> there is no justice in the sweet by and by immortality is now here We are the blessed of God, and we must exert every means to protect ourselves. There is not any life beyond the grave. Okay? Fine. So this is what Allah, apparently, has told Mr. Muhammad to share with the black man in America. There is no life beyond the grave. Fine. So that should mean, then, that we should not find anything in the Bible... That demonstrates life beyond the grave. Because then the Bible and Mr. Muhammad would be in conflict with each other. Come on now. We talk. Listen. (laughs) Let, let, Let me say this again. Of course, if you don't believe that and you're a part of the nation of Islam, then you don't believe what your founder believed. All right. Let's let's see if there's anything in the Bible. Luke chapter 16, beginning with verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day but there was a certain beggar named lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels Uh oh we read about them a little while ago didn't we so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried well you know when you die and there's no life beyond the grave then that's the end right That's it. just a over the end so we shouldn't we shouldn't see anything else because it's over right well, well, well let, let me go back you know verse 22 Uh, so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried and uh oh uh oh it is and means something else going on here and being in torments in Hades now if you're reading from a traditional King James Version it probably says hell but the actual Greek word is Hades, and Hades is the place of the departed spirits of the dead. It says, "In being in torments in Hades. Now, wait a minute. If, if there's no life beyond the grave, you can't be tormented beyond the grave. Okay. Now, come on. You can't be that stupid. You can't be that dumb. Even though you look dumb, you can't be that dumb. And I didn't mention any names, did I? So you don't know who I'm talking about. Just keep on smiling and look straight ahead, and I ain't going to let anybody know it. I'm talking about you. But just use, use, use some reason here. Listen, listen. Verse 23. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried. He had a voice. He was conscious. Cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember That in your lifetime you receive your good things and likewise Lazarus evil thing but now he is comforted and you are tormented and beside all this between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot nor can those from here pass to us Or, or nor can those from there pass to us. then he said I beg you therefore father that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers. See? Oh, Jesus, thank you so much. Now, why do you think that he said, would you send him to my father's house? I have five brothers. You know why he said that? Because he was concerned about his brothers. And that's exactly why I'm teaching you this, because I'm concerned about my brothers. There it is. Watch this now. Then he said, verse 27, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Now, this is the man who died. He dead. We had his funeral. We buried him. We put the brother away. But he was still conscious. Now, Mr. Muhammad said, There is no, he said, I have to tell you this. There is no life beyond the grave. This story said it'd be life beyond the grave. Look to me like that life beyond the grave. Man is tormented. Now watch this now. He says, verse 28, for I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. In other words, they have Moses and Fred Price. Let them hear them. And he, Abraham said to him, no, they have Moses and Fred Price. Let him hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them, oh, watch this now, if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and Fred Price, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead." Ooh, that is. Now, watch this, because I know what some are going to say. I know what some Muslims are going to try to say. Oh, this was a parable. Oh, no. Let's be honest and fair about this. Go and read every parable which I have done, studied every parable which I have done, if this were a parable, it is unique and among all the other parables, and we have no reason to believe that Jesus would ever change because he was a very consistent person. You could always count on him. That's the whole thing about him. Like the song said, the faithfulness of God God is faithful. He doesn't change. That's why you can count on him. People that change, you can't count on them. Are you following me? If this were a parable, it's the only parable that Jesus ever taught where he used somebody's name. Now tell me why all of a sudden in this parable, if it were a parable, which is not, oh, I tried to stretch this, but I'm out of time.
0: Well, saints, I, I I hope you are learning something from this. Um, I'll continue to share some episodes as I, I continue to listen. I listen uh, to several CDs each day to see what I want to share. And my purpose for sharing it is that you need to watch out for false teachings. Even in the body of Christ, we have false teachings going on and the way That you can find out who is telling the truth is by comparing what the Bible says to what that individual says. The mistake that Elijah Muhammad made is by saying Farad Muhammad is the long awaited Messiah for the Christians. He shouldn't have never said that because we know Jesus is. Elijah Muhammad could not have thought that Christians weren't reading the Bible. A lot of them don't. He couldn't have thought that. I know what he did know. He knew that the people who were following him didn't know anything about the Bible and that they were going to believe everything he said. And I'm here to tell you, when Malcolm X, who adored Elijah Muhammad, who believed everything he taught and said, when he realized Muhammad, uh, Elijah Muhammad was a false teacher, a false prophet, and not only a no good human being, I have... um. Malcolm X on tape saying that did he with his immoral self. And I eventually I may play that, but if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's a special on Netflix called who killed Malcolm X. You guys need to see that. And it'll, it'll sh- show you who Elijah Muhammad is. When, um, Malcolm X found out that this man was sleeping with eight or nine teenage girls going against what he was teaching them. And had mentioned it to several people and then talked to Elijah Muhammad about it. Malcolm X lost all respect in the world for that man. And my only regret is that Malcolm X never found Christ. My God, when he was shot down like a dog in front of his wife and children by the nation of Islam, ordered by Elijah Muhammad, shot and killed in front of his wife and children, all because he revealed the truth about Elijah Muhammad. This man never came to Christ. Never came to Christ. And according to the Bible, according to Jesus' words, he in hell. My God, he in hell with Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad died back in 1977. Yeah, and um, Malcolm X was assassinated in 1965, February of 1965. And it's so sad. I really like the fact that this man fought for the human and civil rights of black people. He did. I think he was one of the best civil rights and human rights advocates I have ever seen, but he was still radical and he never came to the knowledge of the truth of how you can get to the true and living God, which was only through Jesus Christ, the blood of Christ. But anyway, saints with that said, Continue to walk in love. Please, people need it. And when the opportunity arises, please share Christ because you cannot get to God without going through Jesus. And that's Bible truth. See you next time. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D., That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase R, capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala Dee, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.